0: Welcome to the Transformation Church Podcast, where we're leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you a fresh perspective on God and His Word so you can see transformation in your own life. Enjoy the message. God has an incredible offer on the table for you. That He slides across a table an incredible offer An offer that if you choose to respond to it favorably and accept the offer, that it will transform your life. This offer comes in the form of four amazing promises. Four promises that have been at the heart of God for you since the beginning of time. Four promises that portray God's best for your life, God's dream for your life. And church, over the next five weeks, I wanna take you on a journey to discovering what these four amazing promises are. And my hope is, is that when you recognize that God says, batter up to you, and he slides the offer across the table, that you will have the courage to accept it. My name's Ryan. I have the honor of serving here as lead pastor. And I want to welcome you to our new series called Batter Up, where we want to help you hit a spiritual cycle in your life. What is a cycle? A cycle is, is when you get up to bat and you hit a single And then the next time up the bat, you hit a double. And the next time you hit, you hit a triple. And The next time you hit a home run. That in one game, you have a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. And in this series, we want to reveal to you the four promises that have been at the heart of God, four promises that he dreams that you will experience in your life. And we know this, that if we will walk those out and accept the offer, that we, our lives, will be transformed. Today, I wanna talk to you from the title, if you're taking notes, I wanna talk to you from this title, there's an offer on the table. There's an offer on the table. Look to somebody and say, there's an offer on the table. Tell them, there's an offer on the table. Yeah, now tell, tell your second favorite person, the person on the other side, tell, tell them there's an offer on the table. <laughs> your second choice. <laughs> hey, let's talk about this offer today. Would you pray with me as we prepare our heart for God's word? Say this out loud. Father, as I open your word today, speak to me. May I have ears to hear, a heart to receive, and the courage to respond in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you've ever said this, but usually at some point in all of our lives, we either say or we think this, that there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. There's got to be more to life than the life that we are experiencing and living right now. And the reason why you and I asked that question at some point in our life or over a period of time in our life is because when we live outside of these four promises that are on God's heart for your life, well, we feel it. Our life doesn't feel right. It feels like it's out of place. It feels kind of like a a dislocated joint. If you've ever had one of those, it just does something doesn't feel right in our life. And over the next four weeks, after today, I want to break down these four promises. And so you won't want to miss that. But today I want to build on, build a foundation by helping us understand this idea of promises from God's point of view. Because if you're anything like me, you've had plenty of experiences in your life where people have broken promises and plenty of times that you have broken promises. And so it's important for us, if we're going to understand these four promises that are on God's heart for our lives, that we understand what promises are from God's point of view. So what's a promise? A promise is an offer with a guaranteed result. That it's an offer with a guaranteed result. And I want you to look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4 with me. It says, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, so that through these promises, in other words, his promises have a purpose. And we see the two purposes of his promise in this verse. The first one is that we may participate in the divine nature that we might be able to participate in the divine nature. And my guess is, is that there's many of us that are here today that are living a life that's maybe not so divine. And the problem with that is that God has designed us for the supernatural life, not the natural life. And when we live short of his dream for our lives, we feel it. And so the first purpose of his promises in our life is that we can participate in his divine nature. The second purpose is that it empowers us to be able to escape the corruption of the world. Like the more that we begin to tap into God's dream for our life, his purpose, the the very things that he created within us from the beginning of time, when we begin to tap into that, we begin to experience a supernatural life, and we begin to experience an empowered life that enables us to be able to live in the world, but to not be of the world. Church, you have to know in this series that God has an offer on the table For you, that it's an offer for more, that it's an offer to experience more of His super and less of our natural in our life. And one of the things that I love about God's promises is that they don't change. Like all the experiences that we've had with broken promises and people that liked us in one minute and promised something and then something happens and they change their mind and they break their promise because now they don't like us. Like that's not the kind of promise that God gives us. And Hebrews chapter six helps us catch a glimpse of that. In chapter six, 17, 18 and 19 in the message translation says that when God wanted To guarantee his promises, look what it says, that he gave his word, a rock-solid guarantee. God can't break his word. If you got your Bible, circle that word can't because there's a difference between can't and won't, right? Like if it said God won't, then that means he has the ability to break his promise and based on your performance and how you're living your life, that he will choose whether he will keep it or whether he will break it. But what scripture says is that he can't break it, which means that it goes against the very nature of who God is. Like he can't do it because it's not in his nature to break his promises, it says, and because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. And the reason why that word unchangeable is so important for us to understand is that oftentimes when we live our life, we all make mistakes, we all fall short, we all make promises to God that we end up breaking ourselves, right? We all live a life short of his glory. But what we see in the word is that his promises to us are unchangeable in that no matter how many times you've missed it, No matter how many times you've fallen short, no matter how many times you said, you know what, I'm going to get my life back on track again. And three weeks later, you're back into the old life all over again. No matter how many times we do that in our life, God's word and his promises is unchangeable in that he has four promises that are on his heart for your life that he has had since the beginning of time and no matter what you do and how many mistakes or broken promises you've made it doesn't change that like God never wakes up one morning and says oh that's the last time I'm taking this broken promise from Joey like never again like you're done like like he never has a morning like that every morning We experience His grace and we experience not a second chance. God doesn't, He's not the God of second chances. God is the God of another chance. Like He will give us a chance after chance after chance. His grace is sufficient to cover a multitude of sin in our life. His heart, His dream, His desire for your life from the beginning of time, it never changes. His word says that we who have run, and I love this part, we who have run for our very lives to God, that we've got every reason to grab the promised hope. I love the way that it writes it here with both hands, and to never let go, to never let go. Friend, there's a, there a level of tenacity and grit that we've got to have as Christ's followers. That when things come against us and it, and it doesn't go our way, that we don't let go, but that we grab hold of his promises and we never let go. It says that it is an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. That his promises, and as we grab a hold of those, that they are an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances, right to the very presence of God. Friend, there is an offer on the table for you. But we'll never understand that offer or even accept that offer if we don't understand three things. About God's promises that He makes to us, and I want to share those three things with you today as we set up this series called "Batter Up." The first one is this: is that we've got to know His promises. That if His promises are going to transform our lives, if we're going to accept the offer, then first and foremost, we got to know. His promises, and how do we how do we know his promises well there 's not a quick and easy way there 's no shortcut we 've got to read his bible we 've got to read his word we 've got to apply it to our lives. You see the Bible is more than just some great stories it 's more than just some great principles that we can live by. And and there are great principles in Scripture. Like, you don't have to be a follower of Christ to benefit from the principles that are in Scripture. But the Bible is way more than that. Like, the Bible is a book that's full of promises. In fact, there's 8,810 promises in the entire Bible You know what's kind of interesting about that is that if you're to divide that number by 365, you get 24. One promise for every hour of the day. Like his word is full of promises. All 8,000 promises come up underneath these four core promises that are on God's heart for your life. They are our spiritual lifeline. That you and I have to make a decision to grab hold with both hands so that we can experience the presence of God and live a supernatural life and to be able to escape from the corruption that we experience in the world that we live. Listen, if we want to tap into God's dream for our life, then we're going to have to read the Bible and we're gonna to have to apply it to our life. Friend, the goal of reading the Bible isn't to be able to get your, your, your chapter done for the day and to check that off. It's, it's not even to be able to say that you read the whole Bible in an entire year. All those things are great. But at the end of the day, the goal of us reading the Bible is to be able to discover the promises that God has for our lives. Because if you're anything like me, life doesn't always go the way that you want it to. And if we don't have promises to grab hold of when things are difficult, when tragedy hits our way. I think of maybe you're here today and Maybe everything that you're dealing with in life, like, like fear is something that, that's kind of rising up in your heart, and, and you can hold on to the promise in Psalm 27, one, that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Maybe today you feel like you're being attacked from every side, like all corners are coming against you in your life. You can hold on to this promise in 1 John Four, four. that greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. Maybe today you feel like giving up. Like maybe today this was the last resort you had. God, I'm gonna give you one more try because I'm tired of the life I'm living and everything that's happening and you can hold on to this promise in Romans 8.37. No, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Maybe today you're in a difficulty financially. You can hold on to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 that my God will meet all my needs according to not my riches and glory, but his riches and glory. Or maybe today you're sick and in need of healing. And you can hold on to this promise in Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Friend, there are promises for everything that you go through in life in his word. Like there's even... There's even a promise for for you if you got to go to the dentist, like Psalm eighty one ten. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. <laughs> I mean promises for everything. <laughs> Listen, if we're going to understand His promises, if we're going to know Him, we got to read His Word. We got to grab hold of these promises that He has for us and never let go. The second thing that we need to we need to do is we got to understand his promises. So we got to know him by reading his word, but we also got to understand his promises. Look with me in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. It says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not human, so he does not change his mind. But watch this, has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Listen, I don't know if you're like me, but when I read that, those last two sentences, my knee-jerk response is, well, yeah. Well, yeah, there's been moments in my life when I've prayed and I've asked God to to show up and to work out a situation and it felt like he failed to act. Like sure, there's been times in my life that it feels like he didn't carry his word through. But what I learned over a period of time is that if I don't fully understand his promises, and the way that he fulfills his promises, then I end up living my life thinking that we have all these promises out there and they never happen for us. There's three things. These are kind of sub points under number two. There's three things that you need to know about promises in order to understand them. The first is this, is that his promises are unconditional and conditional at the same time. Like you and I, we live kind of in a world where it's this or that, right? It's this or that. Well, God lives in a world where it's this and that. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And as it relates to his promises on our life, they are unconditional in that they won't change. Like his heart for you is his heart for you, no matter how many times you trip up along the way. Like it's not gonna change his heart and his desire to fulfill these four promises in your life. But it's also conditional because every one of God's promises have a role for us to play. Like it's not something that we can kind of do our own thing and live our own life and God's got these promises and we get to walk in the, in the reality of the promises by doing our own thing. There is a role for us to play in order for us to experience his promises. The second thing that we got to understand about promises is that his promises always require faith. They always require faith. What does Hebrews say? It says without faith it's impossible to please God. Like, like faith and believing in him and trusting him, that even though it's not happening the way that we think that it should happen, that there is a, a faith in God that he will never fail to act according to his wisdom. I love how Martin Luther King Jr. described faith. He said, He said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. <laughs> faith are those moments in our life when, when it's hard for us to be able to see what's out there and, and we sense God kind of leading us to take a step, but we don't quite, we don't quite see where our foot is going to land. And, and maybe for you, the step that you had to take was just coming into this place today. For some of you, maybe the step of faith for you is, is, is kind of getting out of the seat and being a part of the dream team and, and using your life to make a difference in the lives of others. Like maybe for some of you, the step of faith is, is I don't understand how being obedient financially to God is going to benefit me, but, but I I don't, I don't, I don't know, but if I have faith, I'm going to take a step. And what we've got to understand about God's promises in our life is that they will never come to pass if the only steps we take are the ones that we see. And the reason why God is so adamant about faith and our relationship with him is because he knows that when we trust and depend on him, that we end up growing closer to him. And at the end of the day, That's God's ultimate desire. His heart of the four promises are all designed for relationship with him. The third thing that we see that's underneath this understanding of his promises is that God, and this is the one I don't really necessarily like all that much. I don't know about you, but God fulfills his promises, his way and in his timing, Like I got plenty of creative ideas of how he could do it and in the timing he could do it that would work out great for me. But he don't work that way. And when we get frustrated because we pray a prayer a couple times and nothing ever happens, it's easy for us to revert back to that numbers and say that he failed to act or he never really shows up on time. But we've got to understand about his promises that they're not based upon our time. They're not based upon our way. It's his way and his timing. And one of the reasons why is because Proverbs 14, 12 tells us that there is a way that appears right. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I've had plenty of time. My problem in my relationship with the Lord, what gets me into trouble the most is I get ahead of God. Right? I try to make things happen. And what we see here in scripture is that there is a way that appears right. Like we can rationalize it out. We can, kinda, we can do all the pros and cons list and kind of figure out the right way that we think we should go. But scripture says that there's a way that appears to be right. But in the end, it leads to death. It leads to destruction. It leads to disappointment in our life. And the reason why is because, because hear this, our ways always lead us the wrong way. Our ways always lead us the wrong way. So in order for us to accept the offer that's on the table, we gotta, we gotta know his promises. We've gotta understand his promises. And the last thing and the worship team is gonna come up, the last thing, is we have to pursue His promises. But we've got to know, we've got to understand, and we've got to pursue. And church, I'm going to be real with you for a moment. I think the greatest tragedy in America is that our country is full of Christians that don't pursue Christ in their daily lives. It's full of people that wear the shirt, their social media has the cross on it, right? They wear the what would Jesus do wristband or whatever's cool now. That probably aged me a little bit. <laughs> but we tend, to kind of, we tend to kind of live where we display that, but we don't pursue Christ with our lives. And can you imagine... I mean, imagine what your marriage would look like if you and your spouse pursued Christ every day of your life. Think about what your family would look like. Think about your grandkids. Think about your kids that that want nothing to do with the Lord. Think about what it would look like if you pursued Christ every day of your life. Think about what our community would look like if if all of these amazing churches that we have in Tallahassee and the surrounding areas were full of people that pursued Christ every day of their lives. Imagine what our lives would look like. And that's what Jesus was getting at in Matthew chapter six, when he says this in verse 33, but seek first his kingdom. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, listen, there's a lot of things in our life that we are tempted to seek after. We want to seek after success. We want to seek after whatever job or business that we want to start. We want to seek after, right, like a spouse, like who are we going to end up marrying? We want to seek after all of these things in our life. But what Jesus says is if you're going to pursue me, then you got to seek first the kingdom. And when you seek the kingdom and when you seek his righteousness, meaning his character, so, so you're making this, this, um, this decision in your mind that I'm gonna put God's kingdom first above mine and I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow him to transform me to become more and more like Christ. That when I do that, Jesus says that all of these things, the job, the marriage, the business, the future spouse, like our career, our family, our lost loved ones, like all of, all of this stuff Jesus says when you seek me first and you allow me to make you more like him, that all of these other things just start to kind of fall into place. See, what we've got to understand that if we want God's promises, then we have to seek God's presence. And if we want his promises in our life, then we've got to make a decision to pursue, to seek his presence. And church, that's what this series is all about. That I want to take you on a spiritual journey into his presence so that you can discover the four promises that have been at the heart of God for your life since the beginning of time. And my prayer is, is that when you see this offer that God puts on the table, you'll accept it. Because I know that this offer has the power to transform your life like it has mine. I want to close with this thought today. Friend, if you were to trace the word promise back to its Latin roots, this is what you would discover. You would discover that the Pro and the miss are two words that literally mean to send forth. You know why that's significant? It's significant because the word promise always makes a guarantee about your future. It's about what could be in your life, Like for some of you today, it's time to stop looking in the rearview mirror of all the things that you've done in the past and all the broken promises. And today it's time to receive his promise and to begin to look forward through the windshield of all that God has for you. If you will just accept the offer. Friend, I can make a guarantee about your future today that if you will know his promises and if you will understand his promises and you will pursue him, that these four promises and God's heart for your life, that I can guarantee you that there is a better life than the one that you're living right now. Remember Billy Bean? In the movie, Billy turns down the offer that was put on the table. But in real life, it's said that he accepted the offer to the point that the local newspapers began to write articles about the fact that he was coming to the Red Sox. But guess what happened? Is that he quickly backed out because he was afraid that he wouldn't live up to all the expectations. Friend, don't let that be your reason. Don't let that be your reason that you don't accept the offer, the incredible offer that God has on the table for you for your life so that you don't have to spend the rest of your life thinking there's gotta be more than this because there is more than this. And it's found in the offer of the four promises that God has for all of our lives. And if you will just have the courage that when God says batter up, the courage to step to the plate and experience all that he has for you since the beginning of time. Like any father who wants the best for their children, God has a desire for you. Friend, the offer is on the table. What you choose to do with it is your choice. Father, we thank you for your amazing promises. We thank you, Father, that they are unchangeable that no matter where we've been in our life and what we've done, Lord, that there is grace, that there is forgiveness of sin, and that there is a future, there is a destiny, there is a desire that you have for our lives. And so, Lord, as we begin this spiritual journey of discovering what that looks like, Father, I pray that God, you would begin to stir within our heart an unsettledness, a desire to not just accept the status quo, to not just do what we've been doing and expecting different results, but the Lord began to raise up the lion inside of us, to begin to raise up the courage within us. Lord, to begin to step out into the life that you've desired for us to have. God, work in our lives. Lord, may we be a people that walks according to your desire for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's message, be sure to share it with your friends and tag us at transformtlh. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to seeing your face in the place someday. Have a great week.